0: Listening to Making a Difference about Domestic Violence and Abuse with host Shireen Rice on the CWR Talk Network. I have to say, I absolutely love that opening. But anyway, good evening. This is Shireen Rice with Making a Difference about the Domestic Violence. My goal for this show is to educate and help in the healing journey for those that are suffering from domestic abuse. I'm pre recording tonight, so you cannot call in. Okay, so this is in advance. So if you're listening tonight and would like to get in touch with me, uh, you can do that by email. So let me give you that address. Shereen, C-W-R at com. So that's S-H-A-R-E-E-N-E-C-W-R at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. I want to do a shout out tonight to Trevor at the ARA Studios. He's letting me use the studio again today. <laughs> and he's Awesome. I have to tell you, that's just absolutely awesome. Okay, so my show is also can also be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. If you subscribe to those services, if you don't and you would like a direct link to those services, you can go to our CWR homepage on the website cwrtalknetwork.com and click on the logo for that service. If at any time you experience a trigger by this topic please call the national hotline. That is 1-800-799-SAFE or 1-800-799-7233. I don't think this um, topic tonight will be real uh, a, a real emotional one, but it might be something that you connect to and it might trigger something. So I, I just want to be safe, okay? All right, so we're going to go to a public service announcement. Be right back. Welcome back to Making a Difference About Domestic Violence and Abuse with your host, Shereen Rice, on the CWR Talk Network. Okay, I think I have too much sugar in my system from Halloween because I am very slow on pushing buttons today. So... Um, I don't have a guest today, but I wanted to talk to you about flying monkeys. I've seen this a lot lately. So let me explain um, uh, what a flying monkey is. And since it's Halloween, uh, we can talk about flying monkeys, right? Okay, so uh, flying monkeys is a term that comes from the Wizard of Oz. Remember the wicked witch? The wicked, the mean, war black witch. Very mean to uh, Dorothy. Well, she had these those flying monkeys, you remember, and they would do her bidding. They would do whatever she asked them to do. So that's where that comes from. Uh another other terms that uh is used out there is third party abusers, um and um indirect abuse. Uh same type of thing. Okay. So they do her bidding, anything she wants them to do. Uh that is why abusers have flying monkeys. They have to look Innocent, So they set other people up to do their bidding, to do whatever it is they need them to get done to abuse their their victim. And it's unfortunate, but it happens all the time. In in the psychological field, we call these people uh, psychophantic hangers-on. Psychophantic hangers-on. Isn't that great? Are they just brainwashed minions to carry out narcissistic biddings? Yeah, they are. It's also my hypothesis that there are at least some, some of them, not all of them, but some of them um, are also narcissists themselves. Now, just so we can get the difference between the two, usually someone who um, is brainwashed does things for different reasons, uh, maybe fear, maybe obligation, maybe guilt. Whereas other narcissists, narcissists enjoy abusing. They just, I mean... They find pleasure in it. Uh, that very sick, right? Yeah. So um, it, that's the difference. If someone's brainwashed, they actually would have a conscience about what they were doing if they knew what they were doing, and they do it because they're brainwashed. Now you're probably saying, "Oh, how are they brainwashed?" Well, victims become brainwashed, don't they? They they go back and over and over and over to their their abuser. Uh, it's not something that something that can be ex, extremely explained, but I call it conditioning. I call it trauma conditioning, and I know some people like trauma bonding. It's not trauma bonding. It's trauma conditioning, and what they do is they condition their per, their um, victims uh, through threats, through manipulation, through lies, through uh, cajoling, through all sorts of different things, and so. They become more and more used to things. In fact, my abuser would say, I thought you would just get used to it by now. And, I mean, how do you get used to some things? I mean, some things you just just don't get used to. So, keep in mind, those that are brainwashed use what we call FOG, fear, obligation, and guilt. And do not engage with them. But I'll be talking about that later. Okay, so... This is Halloween. We're talking about Wizard of Oz (laughs) and flying monkeys. And flying monkeys may or may not be brainwashed. They may or may not be narcissists. Okay, so let me give you some examples of um, flying monkeys in my own life. Okay, so uh, my abuser would always ridicule my hair color. He didn't like it. So then I would hear it from his son. Then I would hear it from each one of his friends individually. Why did not you change your hair color? Why did not you change your hair color? Now That might seem like a big thing, right? Um, but it is manipulation. It is brainwashing. It is, um, they were flying monkeys because they did his bidding, right? What he said didn't work because I liked my hair color, right? And I had a healthy self-image at the time when I married him. So it didn't work. And so he had to use his flying monkeys for that which are usually uh, friends, or I I don't know if narcissists have friends. I know they have people that fear them, but I don't know if they really have friends. Uh, They also have people that they make sure are obligated to them, um, or that they can guilt into doing things for them. So that, uh, that being said, I'm not sure a narcissist could ever have a real true friend. Um, Because they can't be a true friend, right? And they are incapable of love. And we know that that's not even a secret. So another thing he would do is he would ridicule my clothes. He would like, "Uh, why do you dress like that? Now, I'm a professional. So I dress like a professional, right? And he wanted me to wear jeans all the time. Well, I didn't even own a pair of jeans when we got married. I didn't even own a pair because I never wore them. Never wear them to work. um, Nothing. So I didn't have any. So then I would hear it from him and then I'd hear it from his son and then I'd hear it from each one of his friends. And I mean, it was like a, you know, playing back a tape. It's nothing more than playing back a tape. It says they say the exact same thing. And that's how I knew they got it from him. But I didn't know it was called flying monkeys when I was hearing it. Not only that, I didn't know that uh, being ridiculed for your clothes was also uh, an abuser. I didn't really understand that. I didn't understand abuse too much until after I left him. Then I started doing research. (laughs) I found out a lot of stuff. Okay. So then after I had left him, uh, on one occasion, I was going to court and he knew I had to be in town. I actually moved far, far away. So I didn't have to be anywhere around him. And if you have, if you're dealing with a narcissist, that's the best thing you could absolutely do. You could just move far, far away. Anyway, so I was in town and um, I was, where I was staying they didn't have internet so I went to this restaurant that did have internet and I was inside and it's a small town and he had his best friend, again one of his flying monkeys, um, drain my oil. Now, uh that being said, my oil only drained to a certain amount and I just went and had it changed and added so it was no big deal. But uh he wanted me and his intent And his flying monkey's intent was to uh, destroy my car. That was his intent. Uh, That didn't work. So then he had another flying monkey, and I know which one it was, um, slash my tires, uh, one of my tires. And um, what they did is they put a slow leak in it in hopes because I had to drive about 500 miles to get back home uh, that it would um, go flat out in the middle of nowhere. And, where I was driving, there is, like, sometimes nothing out there. So, um, you know, when you have God on your side, some things like that, for those type of people, I guess, don't work too well. I went in, and I said to someone, or she, the gas station attendant said, hey, your tire looks a little low. And I said, okay, thank you. Um, she was, let me fill it up. I said, okay, great. So she did. She filled it up for me, and um, it was fine. Uh, now, when I got home, I did buy a new tire and it had been slashed, uh, but I was just very blessed that I made it home. Um, like I said, you have God on your side and he doesn't like your abuser. You know, think good things happen to you. <laughs> now, the next thing that happened, it was another time when I was in uh, Oregon and um, my daughter had just gotten a very, very, very bad accident because someone did what's called swanning to her. She destroyed my mom's Mustang 100%, completely totaled it. The only There was like a spot on the roof that wasn't uh, destroyed, and that was probably about it. And swanning, just to give you an example, is when someone swerves in front of you and slams on their brakes. So here I, I, I told no one. I didn't put it on any social media that I was going to be in town. And just my luck, he and one of his flying monkeys saw me going down the freeway. So I'm going up a hill. They're very uh, calculated. And I don't care what anyone says. Abusers are extraordinarily calculated. Uh, he got, There was a point where what they did is they um, swerved in front of me, slammed on their brakes, and there was a logging truck behind me. Now, because of what my daughter went through, I had an idea of what to do and how to do it, and praying was one of those. <laughs> I actually slowed down, pulled a little bit over to the side where there was actually no place to pull over to the side at all, but I pulled as much as I could over to the side and slowed down a little bit, and thank goodness the logging truck had seen the same thing, and he had slowed down as well, so... Um, It was quite a blessing. But those are different things that he did. Um, Other things that they do, and actually both of these have happened to me, but other things that they do is spying. They'll spy on your social media. They'll um, ask friends to find out information about you. I literally had um, my abuser's sister's best friend call me and say, hey, let's do lunch. And you know, I grew up with her. I knew her pretty well. And I'm like, oh, and I'm, you know, good friends with her brother. And I said, sure, 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 sometimes that'd be great. And um, because of all the things going on in my life, I had to put it off for about a year. And then we went out and she just asked me a whole bunch of questions. Wasn't that nice? But that's all right, because by that time I had um, completed my book and I didn't mind telling her anything. And so I told her everything that was in my book <laughs> and nothing more. So they'll use anyone to spy on you. And I'm told all the time he's still checking my social media. So I am very careful at what I put on there. I also have, I deleted all of uh, contacts uh, that, um, that he, he may know or may be able to manipulate. I only, since we did grow up together, I only re- continued keeping the contacts that I knew wouldn't talk to him. I knew that he could not manipulate, and those are the only ones. Everybody else, I hard-blocked. To hard-block, what you do if you're on Facebook is you go into their profile, you do the little three-dot drop-down, and you click block. That will hard-block them forever. They'll never even be able to see that you have Facebook. So uh, that's what I did there. Okay, another thing, and this is probably the saddest thing of all, is they do a smear campaign, or um, some people call it gossip, but most people in the abuse business call it smear campaign because that's what it is. Um, and and when I'm talking to people, I say the first thing, if someone starts to gossip, I'll tell them that's the first first thing an abuser does. <laughs> I hope I've eliminated a lot of gossip around people that are around me. Okay, so how to prevent this is first you go no contact with those people uh, that do smear campaigns. Of course, you've gone no contact with your abuser, hopefully. Um, And this may seem a little cheesy, but kind of rise above. Uh, Be the best you. So, you know, you're not what the abuser makes you out to be. You never have been, you never will be, you're a better person, you're a stronger person. And uh, believe me when I say, you wouldn't believe the things I heard about me. <laughs> most entertaining, most entertaining, I have to say that. But, um, so just be who you are, be the real you, be the best you you can be. And, um, and anyone with a brain will be able to identify, oh, he was just full of it. And hopefully he loses credibility. He loses um, his friends. If he has any, like I said, narcissists and socially, socially <laughs> sociopaths and borderline personalities typically don't have friends. They have people who fear them. But um, so hopefully he's lost all of that because they recognize, oh, look at that. That's, she hasn't changed. She's not this monster he makes her out to be. Yeah, you wouldn't believe all the things I heard about me. But it's okay, you know, because <laughs> because I couldn't begin to live up to to those expectations that he created. So again, recognize the manipulation and those that are toxic and um, that are trying to trying to abuse you, flying monkeys per se. Um, because they're only doing it because of fear obligation and guilt Kate one intervention that you might use um, a good ne- uh, <laughs> sorry a good technique is when you're talking to one of these flying monkeys okay do not defend your position do not tell them anything about you explain their stance their reasons behind what they're saying just you know, get them to do that. Say, you know, can you explain why you would say that? Or what is your purpose for saying that? Keep asking them questions. Not that you're going to confuse them, but keep asking them to talk about what they have been told, what they know, what they want, et cetera. What are they looking for? What is their motive behind all this? But do not try to defend your behaviors or make any attempt at telling your side of the story. Why do you think that is? Why do you think I would ask you not to do that? Because the mere fact that you've taken this intervening action means that they have little interest in anything you have to say. And have allowed themselves to be totally influenced and manipulated by your narcissistic abuser. Okay? So, that's what's going to happen. Uh Also, keep in mind that they will minimize anything the abuser has done, and they will maximize everything that you have done so that's another um trait of an abuser and and remember that these fly monkeys they do their bidding right so they they know what how to continue to manipulate you okay once they've had their say. And you can point out that they've obviously come to their own ideas and conclusions without ever talking with you alone and getting your side of the story. Uh, so, the, so their opinions are invalid. And, they ha- and you have no interest in anything they have to say. End of discussion. Don't even continue. Just end it right there. Just make absolutely sure that you remain calm And emotionally disengaged throughout the experience. Now that upsets a narcissist and a flying monkey completely because what they look for is reaction. And reaction is not what you're going to give them. Their goal is to make you nervous, flustered. And if you remain objective, calm, and show little to no emotion, then you've gained the upper hand and they can't affect you in any way. People can't hurt you if you don't grant them access to you, either physically or emotionally. So if you can't remove yourself physically from the narcissist and their flying monkey brigade, then at the very least you can remove yourself emotionally. So removing yourself emotionally is basically not not showing any emotion not getting upset so why do you think that and just because he said it but you haven't got my side so how valid is that opinion of yours Hmm. yeah it's not okay exactly that's exactly how you need to address that a good example of this would be the concept of the empty suit in aikido my children actually used to take aikido Uh, that you are an empty vessel and merely use the opponent's energy to win the fight. Tire them out and then walk away. So that's all you need to do is you keep asking them questions. Is that what I said? Tire them out and walk away. In fact, walking away is ultimately the best technique you can use. uh, You can possibly have to remove both the narcissist and their monkey minions from your life permanently. Um, But May I just add that permanently is relative because fly monkeys and narcissists, um, they're like gnats on a piece of meat. All they do is they, they have nothing better to do than to annoy you. And they will just continue and continue and continue. So um, you might walk away but I doubt that they'll leave your life permanently. I can tell you right now, it's been five years, and my narcissist has not left my life permanently. He continues to have other people monitor my social media. And if I knew who those people were, I would block them, but I don't. So I do know that some people that used to be friends of mine that are friends of his have made fake um, profiles, So that they could monitor my Facebook. Interesting, huh? Okay, it can be incredibly difficult and painful to do this. To have these people out of your life. Especially if the flying monkeys are family members. Or woven closely into your social life. But you have to take care of yourself by whatever means are necessary. And I always say, please eliminate toxic people from your life. These toxic people may be family members. And it is unfortunate, isn't it? I have a lot of people who have told me that they've removed toxic people, toxic family members from their life permanently. And I hate to see that. I always hate to see that. But you can't have it. You have to get healthy. And getting healthy is so very important. If that means change your name, uh, changing your name, packing your stuff and moving across the country, To start an entirely new life with a blank slate far away from your abuser, you need to do it. You cannot handle. While you're trying to heal, you cannot handle toxic material in your life at all. Another good example. And, you know, it's not just family members. Sometimes the the abusers, I, I don't know how to explain this. They're so dang good. Um. I had a friend who is very, very religious, and um, she went to her pastor and said, hey, um, this is what's happening. Okay, so this guy is loved in his church. Everybody thinks he is the nicest thing, the most kind thing, the person that's the most spiritual. I mean, they loved him. And when he came home, he was a raging maniac. Uh, Very, very borderline personality with a little narcissism in there, but very borderline personality. And how much spirituality can you have in your life when someone's raging at you all the time? And uh, she brought this up to her pastor. And as a flying monkey, I think inadvertent flying monkey, really, he just said, and this is your cross to bear. He took no consideration about her he took no consideration about what she was going through. she took no consider he took no consideration about the trauma she has endured how the unhealthy environment that she lives in none zippo and so uh she was working last I knew she was working to get out of that relationship, and so I hope she was successful i have uh I don't have ties with her anymore um, just because I'm so busy, but I I hope she was able to do that. Another perfect example uh, of what I'm talking about is there's a couple I know who sought pastoral counseling from their local church. Uh, Now, I am quoting this. I'm going to tell you who I'm quoting it from. I'm quoting it from Sherry Stein, PhD or psych doctorate, whatever that is. A psych doctorate. I've heard of educational doctorate, but not a psych doctorate. Okay, so I'm quoting her. There's a couple I know who sought pastoral counseling from their local church. The pastor was helping them keep their marriage together. And this is what they do. All ecclesiastical leaders, if they have any salts, should help keep the marriage together. There are just times, and you just shouldn't be doing that. But anyway, so... The man was a typical narcissist, an emotional abuser, most likely a psychological abuser as well. The wife was a typical codependent enabler. If you don't remember what codependent is, you do things in your life, you change your life uh, to make your abuser happy. So um, maybe you won't go to church on Sunday, so he won't uh, drink himself under the table, something like that. Okay, so she went to the church for spiritual counseling and accountability for her husband's poor treatment of her. The wife recounted to her pastor that during an argument with her husband one day, he had threatened to kill her if she didn't get out of the car. The pastor had two comments for the woman. Why didn't you get out of the car? And you know he didn't really mean he was going to kill you. Uh, Yeah, that one we've heard before, isn't it? to make matters even worse the woman thought perhaps her mother-in-law would be supportive and talk to and talk some sense into her son when she told her mother-in-law what happened the only response she got was well you know things are th- things are said in a marriage <laughs> in other words it's okay if your husband says he's going to kill you as per mother-in-law okay Did I hear that correctly, she said? No, I don't think these are the types of things that you're typically said in marriages. At least I hope not. Okay, so that example of the mother-in-law and the pastor, very much flying monkeys. Now, maybe inadvertent flying monkeys, but flying monkeys nonetheless. The ones that I shared with you about my experiences were flying monkeys that were did according to his bidding, say this to her, say that I want to change this about her, I, I don't like this about her you know, um, my ridicule isn't working uh, so maybe if you tried it <laughs> no seriously, that's that's what they think uh, they, they think if uh, if these people just if they do it, then things will be different and the abuser will continue, will uh, be successful in their abuse so anyway, I, I'm bringing flying monkeys to your attention because they are real. They happen in every relationship. I want you to look around those people that you are dealing with. And I want you to see if any of them are doing his bidding without you realizing that they are. Now some, like that pastor and that mother-in-law, may be uh, inadvertent. In other words, they're they're not siding with him per se. But they're siding with him. And they don't realize he has a personality disorder. Now, that being said, people with personality disorders are very ill. Uh, Okay, so people don't like me to use the word ill. They're unhealthy. Okay, so they're unhealthy. Unhealthy people make other people unhealthy. And you need to get healthy. So you need to see what's in your realm of friends. See how they talk to you. Anyone who gossips, get rid of them. Anyone who smears somebody else, get rid of them. No one likes it when I'm around. I mean, those people that are like that. And I'll tell you why. Because I will stand up for the person they're trying to smear. So why would you say that? I I, I want to know why they would say that about a person. Why? What's the point? What are you trying to get me to think about that person? Why don't we go help that person? Why don't we go... Spend a day with that person that you're talking about. I was um, at an activity recently. (laughs) I'm not going to say which one. And there is this big brouhaha about a dance that happened a few weeks ago. I mean, this thing's all over social media. It got in our conversation at our other activity. And I'm sorry, but I always stand up for women. I always do. Everybody has a reason why they do something, and it's usually not to be mean or oppositional. 99.9% is not to be mean or oppositional why people do things, unless they have a personality disorder, right? And I'm always one to believe not the personality disorder until I see the personality disorder, which is actually really easy to see. But So I stand up for that. And I take different approaches. I am not mean, mean mean-spirited, mean-hearted, or anything like that. And what I saw happen to some people who did something that, um, well, their outfits were um, considered by a few to be unsavory because the shorts weren't down to the knees and the skirt wasn't down to the knees and the and the top was off the shoulders a bit. So I am one to uh, just say, hey, you know what? Next time you come, let's not do that. Uh, personally, I didn't think the shorts were that short, but I, that's because I've worn shorter shorts at times in my life. So, you know, I think everybody goes through phases of what they wear, right? Anyway, so uh, this one lady just wanted to hammer me. I said, you're not going to be able to because I'm not going to accept that. Bottom line is, is I don't think this was intentional. It was accidental. And there was nothing, absolutely nothing Christ-like about the response to those people. So they were flying monkeying that woman. All of them were flying monkeying that woman. And I won't tolerate that, period. So I ask you, I admonish you, I, I, I beg you, please. Stand up for those that can't stand up for themselves. Stand up for those that are people are being mean to that are there that are slamming them, that are um, hurting their reputation, that are gossiping about them. Find out why they would even say that. Why would they care that their shorts were too short? Why don't you just and what is too short? I, I saw them. They didn't look too short to me. Uh, yeah, they weren't down to your knees, but who wears shorts down to their knees? Okay, I I wear a lot of culottes, so I do. But you know, there's times in my life where I wear real short shorts, then cut up the side, cut up the side. So that's just how life is. All right. So my question to you is: Please, this next week, protect yourself. Look around. See who those that might be flying monkeys in your life. Get rid of them. Block them recognize what they are doing. That's what this show is all about. I want you to learn about what people do to other people. And I want to make sure it's not happening to you. I want you to see these flying monkeys coming and going. That's why I'm talking to you about that today. Okay. I want to thank you for listening. And um, next week, I'm not sure who I'm going to have on. I have a couple different people and I am told by one of my friends, uh, it's going to be about CPS. And uh, She's going to let me know today if she'll be able to be be on next Thursday. If not, I have another great one for you. So you have a good weekend and a good night, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.